What's going on guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. It's Monday, so time to take a look at the waiver wire. Let's check out some players that we should be adding this week. We've gotten to the point of the season where there aren't really that many surprises anymore. No more like players just breaking out in like week three that we had no idea was going to have a role. I mean, at this point, we kind of know everyone's role in the offense. So waiver wire is mostly going to be injury related or maybe rookies seeing that second half bump or might in the near future and so we should be stashing them at the top of the list this week is Rashad White uh, he's been one of our top stashes this season he's coming off 22 carries for 105 yards he also got the start worth noting they talked about how Lenny had like passport issues and so it took him a while to get to the game in Germany this week that could have contributed to that uh, the touch count was still pretty much what we would expect in the first half before the injury. And that's the real reason he's on the top here is that Leonard Fournette suffers um, the hip injury. They said it's hip pointer. I don't think anything's confirmed right now. It doesn't seem major. And here's the one thing about White. You, we, we would like him like a lot more. I'd probably put him at like, I don't even know, maybe like 25, 30% in fab if they were like playing next week and we knew Fournette was going to be out. But they're on bye this next week and so now Leonard Fournette has like two full weeks to recover get back into the lineup and we could see when they return after this next week that it's pretty much the same so I think because there's no other massive injury ads this week he's still number one he's still the guy I do after the most if he's on free agency because if Fournette is forced to miss any time you're just starting white every single week there but I would say that even if, like, worst case scenario, Fournette doesn't miss any time, he comes back, the roles stay the same, we still want him on our bench because this is possible. What if going into the fantasy playoffs, either White just takes over or Fournette gets injured again, you're having someone with a ton of upside because we know White's going to the receiving game. Don't look at the no uh, targets. It was like when he took over, they were up and they were just kind of like running the clock out. They didn't need the targets. Let's be honest. The Bucs are not going to win all their games moving forward. There's going to be games where they're down. And again, if White is the starting running back, it's Keyshawn Vaughn behind him. He's getting a boatload of carries and targets with all the goal line. Like, he'd be such a good play. But they're on by this week. That's why he's not, like, a clear, just, like, slam dunk. Got to go after the 100% of your fab. Again, like, we kind of talked about, like, the Kenneth Walker situation that happened in the past. This is not that. After White, I think you get to like a trio of wide receivers. The first two, I would say likely rostered. Um, they're both in like the 60, 65% of leagues that they're rostered in. So they're probably not available, especially because we've talked about them a ton in the past few weeks. But if Rondell Moore or George Pickens happen to still be on your free agency, you haven't gone after them for some reason the last few weeks, do that now. After them, I think the most likely to be available is Christian Watson. He went off against the Cowboys, caught four of eight targets for 107 yards and three touchdowns. Obviously, do not expect that every week. Um, but you know, you have Dobbs out around maybe like a month to a month and a half more. Could even, you know, miss two months. Like we don't know with these high ankle sprains, but Dobbs is going to miss some time. And when you look behind Lazard, because Lazard's still going to be like an every down wide receiver. He's still someone that Rodgers trusts. And so it's like you've got Lazard and Watson, obviously. 
But then behind that, it's really no one. I mean, Sammy Watkins has just not been good. Uh, we know there are other receivers. Rodgers does not trust at all right now. Uh, Cobb injured. Like, it's very clear that he has a high opportunity. And you have to remember, like, Dobbs got all the hype in the preseason because he was performing very, very well. And he's, he's a good player. But Watson was who they picked with the second pick in the second round. And he profiled as a deep threat in college. So understand, I guess, one thing is that that deep production obviously isn't going to happen every week. You know, there's going to be times where he gets, you know, three deep targets and none of them are caught. But that's what he profiled as in college. That's what he's good at. And so it's like those weren't a fluke. They weren't just like plays that were like busted plays you know, not going to happen a lot. Like that's what they're going to do with him is they're going to send him deep downfield. So he has this role that has a lot of weekly upside. It's not always going to hit, but understand again, it's it's not a fluke. Like he's still a good player. He's got a downfield role. I would say he's the top ad there if the other two aren't there. After that trio of wide receivers, I think you're looking at another trio of running backs and that's Pacheco, Gus Edwards, and Jalen Warren. Pacheco in particular gained a lot of value this week. I really thought they were just going to stick with this three running back rotation, but Clyde only played four snaps and he had two targets and zero receptions on those like four plays. And I think it was like right into like the second quarter. They just come out, give him two targets, didn't work out, didn't see a touch or a target after that. Like he was just completely phased out of the offense. Pacheco season high, 56% of the snaps. 16 carries for like 84, 86, something like that yards uh, and zero targets. And that is like the one, I guess, big caution. I listed him first here and like first, I guess, in this tier behind Rashad White. And I think he should be owned in, you know, no one's ever going to be owned 100% of leagues not being drafted, but 90, 95% of leagues. Like Pacheco needs to be owned. He's someone we might be able to start every week moving forward. The one caution is that don't get like overly excited and think he's featured because again, in a game where Clyde wasn't used at all, Pacheco had zero targets again. McKinnon was the third down back. He was the two minute back. He actually got more short yardage work than Pacheco. And so that is not fantastic. And even though, like I said, he needs to be rostered everywhere. He could put up a lot of games with like 15 to 17 carries around 80 rushing yards but if he doesn't score and he doesn't have any targets, that's eight PPR points, and that's not fantastic. So much, much better in standard and half PPR leagues than full PPR. But like I said, I don't want you to think, oh, you can't go after him. Like he's a running back that we might be able to project for 15 to 17 carries on the Kansas City Chiefs. He's gonna have touchdown upside, he's gonna have yardage upside, he's gonna be good. He needs to be rostered. After him, I think it's Gus, who has very similar concerns, but uh those concerns will grow moving forward because we're going to have Dobbins returning. Um, I don't think Dobbins is going to be back until my guess would be after Thanksgiving. So you've got probably like two more games of no Dobbins there. And Gus was still the lead back over Kenyon Drake. Now Drake has looked good and will still be in a split, but it's such a good rushing offense. Uh, they'll run for plenty of touchdowns. They'll, they'll be good. Like if Gus can return this week, you probably have two weeks with him as a running back too. And a lot of people did drop him after the injury, just weren't able to keep the roster spot and needed something else. And so he's available in a lot of leagues. And if you need that running back to bye weeks, injury, stuff like that, Gus is going to be solid. Um, another player that could have, you know, 60, 70 rushing yards, but no touchdown, no receptions. And you're like, ah, oh, you know, that kind of stinks. But he could also have two touchdowns like we've seen in the past. Uh, so he still definitely needs to be rostered. 
And then Warren uh, didn't take over as some predicted he may, but that's not really the end of the world. Uh, he still had his second highest snap share on the season, uh, and it was his highest in a non-blowout. So the other time that he got a ton of snaps, they lost like 3-38 to 38 or something like that, and he got a ton of run in the second half. This was a game where it was close, they were winning, it was competitive, and they still gave him a ton of snaps, gave him 12 touches, turned that into 77 yards, again, more efficient than Najee Harris. Even with Najee Harris having that really long run, Warren overall with his touches was still more efficient. Um, I could really see like a 55-45 split very soon. And it's like the same thing with Rashad White. You know, Rashad White, we liked because he was stealing work. He looked pretty good. I would honestly say Warren looks better. Um, tough because the offensive line is so bad for Tampa Bay. But regardless, White was getting work. It was like someone you could kind of plug in if like you really needed him at running back two. You weren't in love with it, but you could have done it. And I kind of talked about this the last week. was like, you could do it, right? He's getting enough touches. But then if something happened, like if something happens with Fournette, now White is the number one waiver claim. If something happens with Najee Harris, whether that's through just a complete takeover or through injury, well, now Jalen Warren's going to be the top waiver at. And those are the players you want to kind of roster on your bench, especially this late. He can gain a ton of value instantly hasn't done it yet but I mean again 12 touches 77 yards as the backup he's getting more work he looks good you know he should be rostered in like 90% of leagues and he's not uh the one skill player I would throw into that group that is not a running back is Kadarius Tony uh, he caught his first touchdown of his career in game number two with Kansas City which is wild they said that in the broadcast and I was like oh my goodness because he had some good games with the Giants but you know it's the Giants, and this is Kansas City. Like, there's just going to be more opportunities to score touchdowns, especially through the air. Um, he obviously benefited with Juju leaving with a concussion that kind of forced him into a higher snap. Sure, and he still didn't play like you know, a ton of snaps, but he finished with 90 yards on six touches every time he touches the ball. You can just tell how electric he is. It's it's just such a perfect fit. He's going to get more schemed usage. He's going to get more usage in general. There's going to be plays where he's not even schemed the ball, but Mahomes scrambles around, he buys time, and he hits Tony for like a 30-yard gain downfield. Like, it's just going to happen. I don't know what his exact projection is going to be this next week because I don't, I would say I don't know with Juju. I don't think Juju's going to play. And so if we don't have Juju out there and we can think he's got one more week to kind of learn the playbook, develop a little bit with this team, game chemistry, like, you know, it was exciting if you have him because it's like he was playing ahead of Watson. He was playing ahead of Sky Moore. Like as he gets integrated into this offense, he's going to be good. He's going to be potentially their top receiver, not having Juju on the field. And so um, I would throw him into that group. I think he should be rostered in, you know, like 90% of leagues. Everyone I've mentioned so far should be rostered in 90 plus percent of leagues. After everyone I just talked about, I think you take a, like a step down, like a new tier um, and I would say, depends on your tight end need, if you've got, I don't know, like a top five tight end. If you've got Kelsey, um, I would say Andrews, I think, will be healthy this next week. But I guess if you have him and he's going to be out, uh, you don't have an option to tight end right now. But it's like Kelsey, um, it's like um, Dallas Goddard, I guess. If you have like those two, uh, you probably don't need these options. But for most other people, 
you're always looking, right? You're always like, hey, what's there on free agency because my guy keeps getting me six. I would say the top ones are Foster Moreau and Cole Kement. Uh, Foster, he's going to get at least three more starts, maybe more with Waller on IR. And, you know, who knows? Like, they do have a long-term view with Darren Waller, um, not necessarily for the next, like, you know, five, six years because, you know, Waller's getting up there in age. But, like, they're not making playoffs. Like, the, the Raiders are not making the playoffs this year. And so... If it gets to a point late in the season, like, could they shut Darren Waller down? Maybe. And that's, like, tough to hear, I know, because, like, I have Darren Waller in the league, and uh, that's not very fun. Uh, but, you know, Foster Moreau, every time Waller's out, just steps in, gets, like, 90% of the snaps, puts up, you know, 70% of the production that Darren Waller would have gotten. And so, if you have Waller, if you have someone else, he's not a bad option. Uh, and then Cole, um, breaking out these last few weeks, uh, I don't think that... Either one of them are going to be like a consistent top five option, but it really doesn't matter. Like any tight end seeing the field that we can project for like five to seven targets and red zone usage should be rostered and should probably be started. And that's the case for both these two. Commit in particular is kind of funny because if you remember back to the like must roster high on, I don't know what I called it, but like highest upside players video, I talked about Cole Commit because. And he was like the, the pick at tight end basically because like he'd gotten usage last year, but was super unlucky with touchdowns. And I was like, if the touchdowns ever come, he's going to be good in fantasy. The thing is, it's completely flipped. And now it's like he's getting unbelievably lucky with touchdowns, like five touchdowns in the last three weeks. No one does that. Like that is super lucky. That's not going to continue. Like he's, he's not Kelsey. He's not Mark Andrews. And the thing is, Kelsey and Mark Andrews have both never had two touchdowns in back-to-back games. Like, they're very good tight ends. They score plenty of touchdowns. Kelsey's this is what, is like 10th year in the NFL. They've never done it. And Cole Clement just did it in back-to-back weeks. So that kind of shows you how lucky he's been. He's not going to be scoring a touchdown or two every single game. And it's still low volume of passing attack. Like, obviously, Fields is just like just rejuvenated this offense like they're looking so so good but he's still only going to throw for 150 170 yards like Cole Komet's not going to have that high of a projection every week unless he's scoring the touchdown uh but like I said any tight end getting this level of usage that like Boston Moreau and Cole Komet are getting needs to be rostered and probably needs to be started as well so if you're looking for like a mid to low end tight end there in free agency those are the ones I'd go after after that I think it depends on your quarterback situation. I feel like at this point, you should probably have quarterback figured out. It's totally fine to be streaming. It's totally fine to like have Kyler Murray and be like, well, I I need to stream for like right now while he's injured. That's fine. I think you need a long-term option. I don't think you should be like looking to free agency right now, unless you're in like a weird league where like Fields or Tua, even after last week, are still on free agency. Like I'm assuming they're rostered in every league at this point. Um, but like you should have it figured out. You shouldn't be streaming it at this point if you're trying to win a championship. Like you're gonna get steamrolled by these teams that have Allen, Fields at this point, um, Mahomes, like you're just gonna get steamrolled by those teams. But if you're looking for like a stash, technically Watson is gonna be returning in week 13. If you're trying to figure that out for now and you're looking for quarterback streamers, I'll end the video with quarterback streamers now because like well, Watson can't play the next two weeks, so you can't be adding him if you're looking for someone right now. And it is pretty tough to know like 
how he's going to look, you know, how he's going to play. He hasn't played in that long, but if you're kind of struggling, you're okay streaming right now, you need something, some sort of upside for later in the season, he'd be someone I look at. Uh, but as an example, like I have Tua and I have Gino as my quarterbacks right now. And I have, I believe it's six and seven or six and six bench spots in those leagues. So like that's, you know, fairly average bench spots. Uh, and I'm not going to be going after Watson. Like I'm cool running with Tua, running with Gino. I'm not going to be going there. So that kind of gives you like a gauge. If your quarterbacks are worse than that, maybe you look at them. If they're better than that, I just, I don't think you really need to go there unless maybe you have like eight, nine bench spots. You're just looking for someone then sure. But if you're in kind of like my situation, I won't be doing it. After that, I actually think you get into like the defense streaming options. Uh, there are some like running backs and wide receivers that I'll mention to close this video that are like, you know, good guys to have on your bench, uh, maybe some upside options, but, and then a few quarterback streaming options as well to end it. But in terms of like, who's going to help your team the most? I don't think anyone else really that we're going to talk about is someone that you're like adding off free agency, plugging in right now, going to be great. But like defense obviously matters. And especially at this point, if you can kind of like get a good defense, you can be streaming them for like the next few weeks, that's valuable, right? So I would say the top three in my eyes are the Steelers, the Jets, and the Vikings. Uh, the Steelers just got Watt back. They're getting the Bengals, who are good offense, but will let up sacks. And obviously, you know, we saw that first week against uh, the Steelers when the Bengals just like imploded. Uh, the Colts, definitely going to let up plenty of sacks. Definitely not immune to making mistakes. And then the Falcons. Very similar situation. I don't think anyone can watch the Falcons play the Panthers on Thursday night and think, oh, I don't want to stream, you know, a defense that's getting healthy against them. So that's like a really nice three-week stretch. I think the Steelers are probably your number one option. After that, I would say it's the Jets. They'll be coming off by. Uh, they get the Patriots, the Bears, and the Vikings. Um, I would say that's a slightly tougher um, schedule, but like the Bears are going to let up plenty of sacks, even with um, Fields playing like much, much better. Their line's still bad. They're going to let up a bunch of sacks. Uh, Patriots, not some juggernaut offense. They'll let up sacks too. Uh, Vikings, not someone I really want to be going against, but I would say like the next two weeks for the Jets. And honestly, the Jets are just good defense. Like They could still do good. They did good against the Bills. Like They could still do good against the Vikings. Um, and then I would say the Vikings after that. Uh, they get the Cowboys. This is why they're third on the list is the Cowboys. Um, I believe it's at home, so that's positive. Um, and the Vikings have like been good. I think they're top three in turnovers this season. But I feel like I don't want to start them against the Cowboys. So uh, if you can do like maybe add the Vikings having someone else, they get the Patriots and the Jets after that, which are obviously going to be two defenses or two offenses that we want defenses against. And so Steelers first, then Jets. And if you have an option for the next week, you want to stash someone for the two weeks after that, the Vikings have been a lot better on defense, I think, than a lot of people uh, thought they would be this season, and then two good matchups after that. After defense options, again, I think you're just in this, like, flyer range. I wouldn't spend any more than, like, I would probably just add everyone that I'm going to talk about here, but anywhere from, like, 0, 1, 2%. Obviously, if you've got, like, 80% of your fab left and you want to spend 3% on one of these players, go for it, right? There's only so many weeks left, you can spend a few percent. Uh, but I would say everyone here, it's really, like, I'm going to list them in order that I would prefer them in. But do what you want. I mean, if someone's third on the list and you're like, I want them first, go for it. All these players are very similar. Um, all of them might need an injury for the running backs and might need you know a situation change for the wide receivers. Uh, but all of them are kind of like low-end options. But running back, 
uh, Kyron Williams first. Uh, and actually, I'm not going to mention like a lot of things for like, a lot of these players. I just want to point out in the Kyron Williams one, everyone's going to look at like the nine nine yard carry. I think it was like three for thirty in the receiving game. Understand that like literally all of that came on the final drive of the game in garbage time with like two minutes left. And they just kind of dumped it off to him because the defense was playing 40 yards downfield to prevent them from scoring quickly. Like that didn't happen throughout the game. Uh, he was very much behind everyone else, but that's because he's coming off the injury. Honestly, he still looked fine. I wouldn't be shocked if he was their lead back in a few weeks. So Kyron Williams, then Jarek McKinnon, you know, in that two running back rotation now, uh, Madison handcuff and then Spiller the handcuff now for um, Austin Eckler. Then at wide receiver, not fantastic options, but it's Jarvis Landry, um, probably the number two now we're season there. Donovan Peoples-Jones, number two in Cleveland, especially if we're getting Watson back soon. Nico Collins, the number one maybe for Houston. He was their most targeted this week. He gets downfield work. He gets red zone usage. Uh, and I believe he played more than Brandon Cooks, who they stripped the captain badge from. Like They're going to maybe go in on Nico Collins. He's interesting. Traylon Burks, potentially number one rest of season for the Titans. Odell. Wants to be joining an offense. We don't, or like a, a really good team that's like Super Bowl contender. Um, I believe off the top of my head, the ones that he wanted were Bills, Cowboys, 49ers, and then two others. I'll put that. I'll pin a comment on what the other teams Odell was looking at. They were all good teams. They were not all teams we want in fantasy him joining. There were like three that would have been good. Um, oh, the Giants were actually one of them. Uh, but Regardless, he's a great player. He could return pretty soon. He's cleared to play. He'd be someone I'd look after or for like a, a stash. Um, Duvernay, potentially the one now for Baltimore. Um, Isaiah McKenzie getting more snaps every week, getting more um, more like usage. He's kind of like taking over. I thought Shakir is better. I still think he is, uh, but they don't. So they, they're going to play McKenzie. Uh, Paris Campbell, now that uh, Matt Ryan is probably the quarterback again, he's going to get more targets, more consistent workload. Deshaun Jackson, listen, Pulled the hamstring in his first game back. Uh, probably not going to do anything rest of season. But good deep threat. Good offense. Maybe he could do something. More deeper league there. And then Terrace Marshall. Going to be playing every snap. Going to get red zone usage. It's just their quarterback situation is terrible. At tight end. Um, if you don't want those top two or they're not available. Uh, Hayden Hurst. Isaiah Likely. Assuming that Mark Andrews is out, can't play likely if Mark Andrews is in, and then Trey McBride with uh, Ertz probably missing a month, at least a few weeks, so he's going to miss some time. Uh, McBride, a rookie, not someone who has performed well so far this season, but they were excited about his pass catching role um, coming out of college. We'll see if he can do anything this season. Then finally, quarterback streaming options this week, uh, not fantastic. Again, you should have quarterback figured out at this point. Uh, I would say Pickett is absolutely number one. Uh, then Davis Mills gets the Commanders next week. That's a fantastic matchup. Uh, but again, it's David Davis Mills. Like he could have 220 passing yards, one touchdown, and you're like, thank you for scoring me 12. Um, Jameis Winston and then Desmond Ritter behind him. I don't see how Andy Dalton and Marcus Mariota are starting quarterbacks at this point. I, I just I can't fathom a world where they're not benched. They're probably going to play the next week because that's the way it's been trending. I don't understand it. Um, I think Winston has to play. I think you've got to throw Ritter out there. Um, he looked solid in the preseason. I don't know. Like Let him develop. Like There's no reason to throw Mariota out there so we can like chuck the ball in the air backwards. when <laughs> That play, uh, Mariota, when he was tackled and his knee went down, so he was down, but then he just chucks the ball in the air. Like I don't know 
what was happening there. But it's like Mariota's been making some of those plays recently that make no sense. So if Dalton Mariota get benched, we'll be looking at Winston and Ritter, with Winston obviously being the one we prefer in fantasy. Um, but again, I just want to reiterate, you probably shouldn't be playing any of these quarterbacks as long-term options in 8, 10, or 12-team leagues. Please, if these are your options, you got to make a trade for a better quarterback. So that's what I'm seeing in free agency this week. I will update the table on uh, the website. If anything happens on like Monday night or if any injury news drops, I'll just update kind of the rankings there. Uh, you can also just see the rest of these rankings that come out on Tuesday, and that'll help you either with trades or with waiver wire as well. Uh, and then I'll also pin the comment of the teams that Odell was looking at. I think I listed four of them. There was a fifth that I forgot. I'll be back Wednesday to go over the top trade targets this week, Thursday to go over running back starts and sits, and then Friday to do wide receiver starts and sits. That, my friends, is in this one. Hope you all enjoyed. If you did, hop in the like button, hop subscribe to the channel if you're new here. Thanks for watching.